sales is as an energy exchange between conscious beings. In every energy exchange, there's going to be an emotional charge. The amplitude of that vibration will be an emotion. And that emotion mm -hmm. can either serve or be detrimental to the sales uh, activity and the results that it brings mm -hmm. and the relationship that you establish with the person you exchange with. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Dharani. Today we have with us Jason Mark Campbell. Jason is the visionary author of Selling with Love, Earn with Integrity and Expand Your Impact, and host of a 2 million plus downloaded uh, podcast called Selling with Love, as well as a public speaker and sales and marketing consultant for many businesses. Welcome to our show, Jason. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure as well. I'm grateful to have you on the show, my friend. Before my mindset transformation, I keeps going, obviously, when I was possessed by my ego, speaking about love and mentioning that I felt weak. I felt like, what are other people going to think of me if I say that? And since I started studying myself and started looking within and it turned out that I started falling in love with me, not in that kind of sense, but just the inner world, just the what's going on inside. And it made me very comfortable to speak about love, very comfortable how I do business and how I interact with people, how I am with anybody and everyone is filled with love and joy and gratefulness. Is it something similar that happened to you in your life that you have selling with love? Or is there a story behind and how does that really impact in someone's life to utilize this concept? Yeah, that's a great place to start. And I'll yeah. make a confession that I don't think I've mentioned yeah. before, but in the mm. process of writing the book, I was speaking mm. to some literary consultants and, and there was some copywriters I was working with when it came to figuring out the, the headline, the subheadline for the book. And the book almost did not get called Selling with Love because the copywriter was saying, I don't think that makes sense. And I think it's a little weird for people to talk about sales See? and love. And I almost <laughs> got bought into that frame. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it was interesting. It was actually another good friend of mine, Carl Harvey, who's yeah. a guy I do business with today as well. When yeah. I was telling him about the fact, I was like, yeah, I spoke to a copywriter and now we're thinking to make that change. A very personal growth-oriented individual. And he just, he completely lost it. And I'm very grateful to him to this day because he's just, are you kidding? No. Selling with love is the statement. It is ahead of its time and you need to be leaning into something that's on the, the edge. So it should mm -hmm. not feel comfortable yet. That's why you're writing the book is to get it to that level. And I was like, God, mm -hmm. he's so right. And that's where I decided to continue with the book titled mm -hmm. Selling with Love. And you're right. There's a lot of individuals who feel like, oh my God, that's a weird word to put about sales. I don't yeah. think of sales and love. That seems weird. And it's honestly, it's from in hindsight, I can say the fact that it's with intent. I'm, I'm supposed to poke at somebody to make them think about sales differently. Because for me, you're asking me about like, how was it always for me? And it's like, when I was younger and I started selling, it's a incompetent competence that I've noticed or incompetent competence. That's not how it goes. Unconscious competence, which mm. is 
I didn't know necessarily that was the action that was happening, but I found myself in environments where I was selling something with the same words you were using to describe it, the, the joy, the gratefulness. And mm. I sold cookies as a, at like charity fundraisers for my school. I sold swimming pools as a late teenager in a retail store. And it was so crazy because I realized the results that would happen whenever I was selling from these kinds of call it higher vibration. And I wasn't mm -hmm. into personal growth. I was the sales guy. Like that was not yeah. the lingo I would normally talk about. But yeah. I just realized, oh my God, the results do come in when this is going to be a shocker, Shahid. When I actually thought the product was awesome, for some reason, I really loved selling it. Isn't that weird? But mm -hmm. it's like the concepts that I teach and, and, and this energy of selling around the same words that you're using, joy, gratefulness, love. It's not anything new to anybody. It's simply a powerful mm -hmm. reminder and a permission for people who might be on the fence thinking, oh, is it too weird to talk about that? And when you step into it, you're like, oh my God, that's mm -hmm. been the missing piece all along. Yeah, and there's a tremendous amount of power behind that word because what it generates is the feeling. And when someone goes into a sales call, for example, if they're not looking at it this way, they're going in, I got to make this sale. I got to make sure I can close this or start this relationship with this person. I know I can help them with my product. They got to buy. They got to buy. And they go in with that energy and that vibration that reflects on the prospect as well. So any tips on someone that is not uh, accustomed to this way of being that they can incorporate be before going into a sales presentation that they can amplify that vibrational frequency that they're going in with to help them serve, to make an impact. Yeah. Yeah. It's a powerful question. And it's like one of the key things that I speak about, because what I define sales is as an energy exchange between conscious beings. Mm, yes. And in every energy exchange, there's going to be an emotional charge. Call it like the, maybe the amplitude of that vibration will be an emotion. And that emotion mm. can either serve or be detrimental to the sales uh, activity and the results that it brings mm -hmm. and the relationship that you establish with the person you exchange with. I think one of the first things you have to do is recognize what is the energy or emotion that you sell with. And in the mm -hmm. book, I actually highlighted into four major categories with selling with love being the highest one. But if you're mm -hmm. not necessarily selling with love and uh, spoiler alert, once you discover selling with love, you're not always going to sell from love you're just going to know that it's possible. And I think having the possibility that selling from that frequency exists already is going to be an aha for some. But let's recognize when we're not there and what are some of the things we can do to get there. So mm -hmm. I talk about shame and guilt blockages. Like you're so ashamed about selling this either because this is a very healthy energy to exist, right? The purpose of that is if you're selling a poop product, you should feel the shame, guilt about selling it to people you care about. Mm -hmm. It's a warning system to hold you to a higher standard and to do things with integrity. Because ultimately, mm -hmm. selling with love is knowing what you offer is so much more than what you ask in return. So the mm -hmm. shame-guilt blockages, you don't want to pick up the phone. You don't want to show up to appointments. You'd be like, oh my God, if anybody knew what I was selling, I, they, my parents would disown me. It's a terrifying <laughs> and paralyzing fear. Mm -hmm. The problem is, majority of people who fear that are not for legitimate reasons. Is because of a history with sales that makes you label all sales activities as something shameful or, or not good for humanity. And there's a lot of things to go digging within your own childhood, your personal experiences with sales. We all have a friend or ourselves with a negative sales experience. And the identity 
that you step into as you, when you become a salesperson, if you've associated it with that negative interaction you've had, yeah, you will feel shame about stepping into that identity if you haven't healed what that identity mm -hmm. means. And so that's the phase where you really have to do some investigation and understand that everything in the world, like the fact that we get to communicate and record a podcast together from across the world is a result of individuals who have sold technology solutions. We have purchased, which is the result of buying, which is on the other side of the equation. Everything in our material world, the house we live in, the real estate, the Everything is a sales trend. The entire human race functions because we trade with each other. Mm -hmm. We exchange energy and that creates abundance. And once you start realizing that, you're like, is it possible? Is it possible that there are very many poopy salesperson in the world that I might have interacted and I am not one of them? Is that possible? Mm -hmm. And if you can understand that it's not sales, like sales that are bad, is there's a certain subset of salespeople that are bad and you're not one of them. Can we, get, can we at least acknowledge that truth? And if so, maybe we can get away from our own self-imposed shame and guilt around sales and realize that sales can be a wonderful thing. So mm. that's usually the biggest one that I spend some time on. I could elaborate mm. on the other two if it's you'd important. like, but I know I'm ranting here because I get passionate no. about this one. No, I, that's, that's what I, I want. Give it to us. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. So, so I yeah. almost feel like you graduate through these levels, right? Because the shame mm -hmm. and guilt blockages, like there's no sale that happens. You're completely stuck. But if you can open yourself to the possibility and you're like, okay, maybe sales could be a good thing. There's a very yeah. interesting energy you can sell from. And it's what I call the mm -hmm. fear pride paradox. Okay. And this one is tricky. It's tricky because it works. It works because, have you ever noticed some of the people like, whether it's in sales or in life, but you've noticed some of these people that don't seem to care, but still get everything they want, it seems. Mm. And they're like annoying. Like you might see it as like, if you've noticed, if you talk in relationship circles, you'll call this the, the buttholes, right? The girls <laughs> that keep going for the buttholes. And you're like, you look at it and you're like, why do girls keep falling for this type of character? And I mm. use that from a male perspective because that's the one that I've witnessed. And I was always surprised by it. I was like, why? Mm. They don't seem to care. Mm. And then you seem to watch the movies called The Wolf of Wall Street. And you see these same people, buttholes, that are selling to people without caring, following a process of sales that is highly effective using voice intonation, using pacing, using body language, and they seem to manipulate people into getting them to take the action that brings them personal benefit without taking responsibility for what happens on that exchange. But they make the flow happen. Mm -hmm. That creates extremely dangerous people because if you just fall in love with the process of selling, but you don't care about anything else, you can be mm -hmm. effective at selling, but it's going to mm -hmm. eat a part of your soul. That's yes. making the deal with the devil right there. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of the people that work in this industry where they don't connect it with the product. They're not connected with the people they sell to. They're just doing it for the money. And you go home and you find yes. any means necessary to numb yourself to the reality of the activities you're doing. And it's so common that you'll see this type of person associated with coping mechanisms, whether that's alcohol, drugs, sex, mm -hmm. gambling. These are all in the same playground. And so although there's almost like a you might end up at a young age into that space. I know, like I've sold from this place and luckily majority of the product that I did sell still had some innate value. So I didn't find myself in a ter terrible place where I was really like selling something terrible. But 
there's definitely sales that I've made that I didn't care. And I was more in love with my own results of selling. And it's now you're learning on other people's back and there's a growth journey you're going to do. And more than likely, if you're someone of any kind of reason or consciousness, you're going to realize there's got to be a better way. And the, the biggest problem at that level is you just don't care about the impact of the sales you make. And you should, because let's bring in the Spider-Man quote with that power and responsibility go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. If you don't take that responsibility, you shouldn't have that power. But there's we need to be vigilant. We need to be careful as buyers for these types of people. And we need to understand how to ask better questions to protect ourselves from people who don't care. Because that's mm. what's making most of the world go to poo-poo right now. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that second one is tricky. And I take people yeah. like through that journey, like we got to care more. Like the more, my whole book, by the yeah. way, is just to teach people how to give a care more. Okay. Mm, and mm. so there's a problem though. And this is where it takes me to the third level. And for the majority of people who listen to this episode, I'm assuming they're, they're entrepreneurs they're on a journey. They want to do good. Being a super entrepreneur means you really want to do good. And so you might find yourself at this spot where I call the rational sabotages. You're very well aware of these buttholes I just talked about, and you're better than them, right? You're a yeah. better person. You're not going to go down to the level where you're manipulative. You're not going to go down to the level where you're selling crap products. You're a good human. So guess what? You're not going to use any of the aggressive sales tactics. Matter of fact, you don't even sell. You, you just, when people are <laughs> like, if people want to buy from you, you're going to make the product available. You're going to throw the information and you'll let them make the decision because I'm not going to force mm -hmm. a sale. I'm not going to manipulate people. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, but here's the mistake that happens when you sell from this level is okay. you have not taken the responsibility to lead someone through a purchase process and people are begging to be given clarity and to be led and so now to agreement you have just given the responsibility of the purchase to the buyer and they don't want it that's why it's rational sabotage because it seems to make sense mm. but it lacks caring Again, is you're so afraid of the responsibility that comes from the sale. What if they don't like the product? What if I sell to someone where something I promise doesn't work perfectly? You're back to limiting your sales results and you start blaming the, the world. You start becoming more victim because you're like, if only I sold like those guys who don't care, then I'd be successful. But because I care, I'm not successful. And that's just the way it is. And the world's not fair and boo hoo. And what I'm saying is I'm here to slap people a little bit and say, no, what you're looking for is to sell with utmost care, leadership, and that's what's selling with love is that you're willing to take the chance. Talk even in the concepts of relationships. Imagine if every single person that you meet, you'd be like, this is the person I'm only going to date someone if I'm going to know that I'm going to marry them. And then you're like, mm. and then you're wondering why you're alone. You're giving nobody a chance. It's, you got to take a chance somewhere. You got to find yourself. Mm. You got to discover another person. And sales is the same thing. If you know your product is good, you have the right intentions when you sell because it makes an impact that you truly care about and you understand your customer enough to, to measure the impact that will happen from them acquiring the product, take that chance when you're doing it from the heart. And that's why you can be pushy in a sale. I encourage it because caring about somebody is leading somebody. And when you do, that's what selling with love is. At the end, when you're providing the use value and the use value is, is much higher and greater, when it comes to taking action, you can be more clear about that action, giving that push because you know that it could help them. Yeah. I'll give you an mm. example. Uh, I had mm. a client that I, I started working with and I'd been on calls. We've been in conversations for maybe two and a half years. And it was just someone that would always call. We would discuss, maybe it's an account that I was going to take on. 
giving some consultation, but they weren't too ready. I wasn't pushing too much. And then at some point I got on a conversation and I could pick up on something. And I was, I, I really care for this person and I could pick up something wasn't too right. And they needed some help, but they were been, they weren't expressing it because they weren't sure. And I made the decision that it was worth taking a risk. And I said, Hey, I, it feels like something's up, but you can't tell me the whole story because I'm not, you're not my client right now. And we don't have an agreement. So here's what I want to do right now is I'm going to send you an invoice for a couple thousand dollars and you're going to pay me right now. And I'm going to sign an NDA. And then I'm going to be able to come on your side of the fence and do an audit for your organization. And we're going to see what I can do and what I can fix. And you can speak to me like I'm one person on your team, not this person that you might do business with. We need to start doing business now because something's up and I have a strong mm. feeling I can find out how to fix it. And I demanded mm. them to pay me Good right point. then and there. I send them an mm. invoice. They paid me. I signed it. I got to discover the business. I found what problems were there. They got to share openly. And we've been working together ever since. And we completely transformed the business. And so that was a very pushy move on my side. I didn't send them mm -hmm. a bunch of descriptions, a scope of work. I just mm -hmm. said, send me money. But the energy of mm -hmm. why I did that was because I genuinely yes. cared. And we have a radar for this. Like, yes. When someone comes to you and says, listen, I need you to give me money right now because I want to help yeah. If it's the right person that has built trust and you feel what intentions they're coming from, usually you're going to be get surprised by the amounts of yeses you get. And that's mm. what it means cultivating that energy of truly caring because when you care, you'll convert. Mm. Yeah. So Jason, we are able to read vibrations because we're vibrational beings. We're able to read and understand vibrations more than words. Somebody could be saying something, but you just know where they're coming from and then comes down to that energy. And going back to your second point, based on the law of cause and effect, they were thinking, feeling, and acting a certain way. And then the effect based on the energy and what they're self-identify as, right? They self-identify as that, you know what? I'm here to add value. I'm here to make a change in this person's life. I'm here to make it better for them. And I have a great phenomenal product that can do it. So you're going in with a good energy and then the effects, there's a law behind it. Everything is operating by law. So what are your thoughts on that? Especially in the subconscious, when you're subconsciously believing something and you're talking to someone in a sales uh, conversation, there's a lot going on the subconscious level between the two. Yeah. I'll say this about that is <laughs> one, you're 100% right. And what I want to add to that, which might not be as all nice, is the fact mm -hmm. that if there are laws to that, there are people who know these laws. And mm -hmm. not all the people who know these laws are necessarily acting in good faith. And this is where that fear, pride, paradox exists. And it's something I just want to use uh, an opportunity to remind people that if you trust those vibes and someone can actually like someone who knows how this law works, yes, can manipulate right. in a powerful yes. way. Yes. And I swear, I'll tell, I'll give you an example here. If I sit and, I, and I, I'm, I'm speaking to an audience and I say, if you're a small entrepreneur that's struggling and you're looking to get your first $50,000 check from a single client and you'd want to get it done within the next six weeks, no problem. I've done this so many times and I can make you have that experience guaranteed within the next six weeks in my $5,000 program. That means you get 10 times more money than what you spend 
to get those results guaranteed in six weeks. We'll take you by the hand. We'll walk you through the path and you will get your guaranteed check. Matter of fact, you should cut a check for 50,000 post dated for six weeks from now, because you will be able to get that check deposited to whatever account you want, because you will collect those sales by buying this program right now for $5,000. And only mm. the 10 people that take action right now can send that money and be on this program. Everyone else, you're going to realize that when good opportunities come and you hesitate, you will miss out. And if you've missed mm -hmm. out on this opportunity, then you're going to have some struggles when you're an entrepreneur. So sign up now. And if you're one of the first 10, get ready to 10x your money. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty convincing pitch, but mm -hmm. it's a lie. I don't have urgency too. Mm -hmm. I used urgency. I used yeah. 10x your money. I used mm -hmm. scarcity, social Everything proof, they wanted to hear. Everything you want to hear. That's mm -hmm. dangerous and scary to yes, know yes. that exists. So mm -hmm. how do you actually protect yourself around that? And I guess this is just the one kind of advice I want to give for everybody is you should always check for consistency because when you get into the sales process and you're, and this is something that a lot of your buyers are going to do as well. In the story I shared earlier is that somebody, this was somebody I was talking for two years and a half, providing value here and there. And there's a consistency that was there to show up. And I think for a lot of people that might be seeing some struggles when it comes to seeing results in their sales, I want to suggest patience. And if you're coming with the right energy, when you have patience, you get to have that consistency where people see mm. you show up. They see how mm. you, like you're caring and you're, you hold yourself to a high standard. And that consistency builds upon itself that actually becomes a trust snowball. It's so mm. hard to trust today, especially someone who might not have initial results. And mm. you have to have that faith in yourself and bring in that consistency yeah. so that you can put mm. this law into practice. And mm -hmm. I say this both as a way for you to go out there and get results, but I also say that as a protection for the things you might be looking to buy. Yes. Is if you want to audit against who are using this as dark arts mm. versus love arts, I yes. think consistency is going to give you a lot of that. Good um, point. A lot of that kind of gut check and check references. I'm so surprised mm. by how much we skip that. Mm. But I always check with past clients. I always find referrals and I find that super important. Mm. So feels like a so, very technical advice, but needed as well. <laughs> no, it's, it's great, Jason, because the point that you made is so important because we could be on the other side as well. And how you mentioned about some people that were just dating and they're getting every girl, for example, and they were not nice and people that are making sales and they're not nice or they don't have the right intentions for in the background. They're using that law because they're self-identifying as someone that they can close. That's their capability. They're really good at this. So they believe that subconsciously they're going to perform. Mm -hmm. And to your point, you got to be careful there. You got to be watching for these signs. I, I'll yeah. give you this five things for people to think about, which actually ensures that you're on the good side. Because mm -hmm. when I was writing the mm -hmm. five good. loves of selling and the mm -hmm. five loves of selling that I speak about in the book are in a specific order. And those are Loving the impact is the first thing, which is the difference that mm -hmm. you make is the first thing you should mm -hmm. fall in love with. The second is you love the client and the difference you make in their lives and who they are specifically. And the best mm -hmm. way to show love is to understand them. And then the third love is the loving of the product that's actually perfectly designed to make the right impact for that right client. And those three in that order are actually really important as the, the foundation that you should be looking at before you go out and actually sell it. Because if those are off, then you're not going to be able to unleash what would be like a sales super fat power, which is the joy, the gratefulness, the love. Because when you know that you have a great product that serves the right people and makes a difference, 
you'll find that extra power to make an extra call. You will not hesitate mm-hmm. to reach out and follow up because you genuinely know that this is going to transform their lives. And that's mm-hmm. why when it comes to the fourth love of selling is the process of selling. And what you were speaking about is if you fall in love with the process of selling before those other three, that's when you can fall in love with yourself a bit too much without realizing what impact you're making. And it could not necessarily, it could point. possibly be a negative one. Yeah. Jason, it was great to have you on our show, my friend. It was wonderful meeting you. Keep in touch. I, I think you shared so many great points today on this episode that I'm sure is going to impact someone's life and hoping that if anybody in the audience experienced something, a shift from this episode. Please share, comment. It was a pleasure to share. Thanks for having me. And for everybody else, go out there and please go sell with love. Love it. Thank you. 